Welcome to Sis Internet Radio. Sisters in Spirit, affectionately called Sis, is a nurturing environment for women that inspires harmony in everyday living, shares resources that empower, offers information and support that nourishes the soul, balances our mental and physical well-being, and promotes inner peace and heightened spirituality. Our vision is a world where women live consciously, harmoniously, and spiritually to positively impact our lives and the lives of those with whom we come into contact. Join us as we live life with style, grace, and of course, much joy. Good evening, Sis family, and Happy New Year. I'm Raisa. I'm here with my co-host, Sky. Sky, Happy New Year to you. Awesome. Happy New Year, Raisa. How are you? I am doing very well. Excited about our show tonight as we enter a new year. 2011 was a really rough year. It was designed to build up muscles of spiritual resilience for the growth to come. Out of these turbulent experiences, we had the opportunity to gain wisdom through clearing up past issues, forgiving ourselves and others, and to release fear-based patterns such as worry and anxiety. This enables us to move forward aligned to the higher frequency of 2012. So as we release 2011 in love and light, we move into a period of understanding and manifestation of all that we have spiritually sowed. When the world around us appears to be in chaos, we can have the ability to remain unfearful and centered. Tonight's guest, author, lecturer, and visionary, Nazir Ra, is here to share some jewels about why it is important to raise our frequency. But before I bring him on, let me tell you a little bit about him. Nazir Ra has been a student of metaphysics, religion, and psychology for over 19 years. He has studied Arabic, Hebrew, and comedic hieroglyphics in his quest to understand spirituality. He holds a bachelor's degree from Georgia State University in history and science and a master's degree in educational administration from the University of West Georgia. Nazir has over 20 years' experience as a teacher and lecturer. His metaphysical work spans various formats, from CDs, DVDs, documentaries. He's got a metaphysical boot camp, a university, and several books, including his latest, The Access Codes of Zion, How to Live on the Frequency. He seeks to empower people with practical, usable spiritual techniques to transform their lives without a lot of fluff and irrelevant information. Nazir is calling the human race to step up to our power to transform ourselves from the inside out so that our inner divinity may permeate our external reality. Nazir, welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you so much for that warm introduction. And, um, again, thank you for having me. So we usually start off with asking our guests how it is that they got onto their spiritual path and into this journey, and especially your journey to enlighten others. Could you tell us what took you along this path? Sure. Um, I'm a grandchild of a pastor. 
So um, originally from New York, and for some reason I was always just drawn to uh, spirituality, specifically the book of Revelation. Um, I would always just, you know, read this particular book and scare myself to death, just, you know, praying to God that please just allow me just to make it to middle school, you know, before the world ends and things of that nature. So I was just always, you know, drawn to it. It's almost like, you know, an obsession. And we all know the book of Revelation is just like full of allegories and, you know, symbolism and all types of archetypes and, you know, just basically things that just sound very wild, um, such as a dragon coming out of the sea and things of this nature. So, Mm -hmm. you know, being a child and having questions, I would ask questions like this to my grandfather, to my parents, to pastors and so forth, and never really receiving anything of substance. Uh, The typical answer was, you know, some things we will never know. Or, uh, you know, uh, if it was meant for us to know that, then we would know it and, you know, or things of that nature. Or just, you know, I don't know. You know, so that didn't sit very well with me. I felt like the Most High would not place uh, these questions in my spirit and not have some answer out there somewhere. And and as I began to, you know, read other parts of the Bible, I just had a lot of questions as well uh, that, you know, I was led to metaphysics from that at an early age. I was reading Dianetics at 14. Uh, You know, um, my mom went back to school at one point, and uh, she had a psychology textbook. So I basically just devoured that textbook maybe at 14, 15 years old. I was just digesting everything I could get my hands on. Uh, Around 15 years old, uh, I came across the Ansar Allah, and uh, they seemed to have pretty much more answers than anybody else or the best explanations that made sense to me. Uh, they knew the languages, um, Hebrew, Armaric, Arabic, and they were able to give me the answers. And I just basically went through that school. Uh, I tend to call religious path schools because I believe it's something that we should learn and grow through and transcend and graduate from. So I went through that school, and I and I graduated from that particular experience. Um, and... Within that experience, it was a school within schools because the particular teacher taught us uh, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam, as well as a lot of uh, metaphysics and uh, and things of that nature. So <clears throat> that was a large part of, of, of my growth as well. Um, I went into high school and into, I would say, late into high school, maybe uh, senior year, junior year. Uh, you know, it came to a point where, you know, people would ask me questions and, you know, it became such an uproar in the school. And I won't say an uproar, but it was just a lot of people really interested in the information uh, that they said that, look, you're going to just have to start a club. <laughs> we can't have you between classes trying to teach, a, a, a you know, a course. <laughs> people trying to go to their next class and they're asking me questions. So basically we started a club and, uh, you know, that was, I guess, my first uh, you know, um, uh, occupation or I should say experience in really teaching people in that, in that setting. Hmm, very so, interesting. I, I like to stop because I don't want to, you know, sometimes, you know, I get to talking and it gets kind of long-winded. So I pause, you know, did you have a question or anything? Yeah, well, let's, you know, get to our topic for tonight, which is aligning to the frequencies of 2012. So I would like to start with the basics and build from there. So what are these higher frequencies of energy versus lower frequencies of energy? Well, as you know, all things in the universe are made up of energy. And energy is modulated 
and it goes it comes in frequencies. We have the electromagnetic spectrum which spans everything to uh visible light to microwaves to sound. Uh some of these frequencies can be harmful and so forth with our physical body because it would disrupt our DNA and so forth. <clears throat> such as gamma rays and so forth. When we talk about 2012, it's a symbol. You know, time, and, and again, I'm trying to keep it as simple as possible, time it does not necessarily exist. Time is an illusion based on our senses while we're in physical bodies. So right. when, you say, when you say 2012, you know, it's an allegory, it's a symbol of a certain frequency of energy. Um, as we come into this frequency of energy, uh, it's, it's a gateway where it gives you an opportunity to make a quantum leap. Now, what I mean by that is this. If you notice, everything is speeding up. Uh, if you study physical science, uh, when things speed up, it's called kinetic energy, which creates heat. And we notice that the planet is warming up. All the planets are warming up. The sun is even getting hotter. All of these things are indi uh, indications of a higher frequency. Things are speeding up. It's a faster speed. Information is more readily available. You know, you can travel from, you know, this side of the planet to another side of the planet in just in a matter of hours. Everything is becoming faster, faster, faster. And the earth is, is going through this particular change. So in order to be in an alignment with the frequency changes, you have to speed up as well. And if you cannot uh, cope with, the, the uh, you know, the frequency, then you will not exist on this on this particular level. And it's much deeper than that because there's many, you know, parallel universes and all. I'm not going to get too much too deep into that. But if we look at the fossil record, if you look at uh, going back, let's just go back uh, 1.5 million years ago, you had several different types of hominids or humanoids that existed on the planet, Homo erectus, Homo habilis. You had Java man, over 12 different versions of a hu human, should I say, Mm -hmm. that were on this planet, but if you look around today, you will not see them. You might see some people that look like them, <laughs> but you will not see a Java man or a Homo erectus walking the earth today. Why? For whatever reason, they could not adapt to the changes that were taking place on earth. They were not fit. So as we go into this new frequency, it's been shown to me that we're going through another change, whereas uh, we have to make a change. Everybody talks about 2012. They have their own opinions, but everybody agrees that it's about change. Mm -hmm. Okay, everybody agrees it's about evolution. It's about a quantum leap. Now, there's disagreements whether we're going to have catastrophes and upheavals in our, in our world systems, but everybody agrees that there's going to be a great change. And what is change? Change is an altering of the environment. It's an altering of energy. It's a change in the energy. And in order for you to survive in the new energy, you also have to change. So that's basically what it's all about in a nutshell. <clears throat> and I go into a lot of, you know, tools and techniques on how to align yourself with that and, and, and maintain that. Because oftentimes we all have been in alignment with our spirit at different times, but the key is being able to maintain that. The key is being consistent. Mm -hmm. And and uh and this is what we talk about being conscious constantly. Okay, even in the uh the scriptures it talks about humans being forgetful beings. Right. Alan Stan, forgetful. So mm -hmm. we are always slipping back into oh man, you know, I forgot or going into a state of unconsciousness when we're doing things and not 
being aware with our eyes wide open. So, And that's so true because um, we, everybody, I'm sure, can look at their own experiences and see where, you know, you could feel that you're aligned, you can feel the energy flowing, you can feel, you know, yeah. that your power, your spark is, is um, very, very highly charged, and then at some point you just slip out of it. You, you, it's like you go backwards. You know, you forget that consciousness and you're no longer aligned, and then you can see all the things happening, you know, until something catastrophic or something crazy happens, and you're like, okay, I'm not, I'm not aligned here. I'm not, you know, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. My energy level is off. And then you start doing and thinking and being to get back on the path, so to speak. So, you know, I'm sure everybody could, can relate to that. And um, then the question comes up, and we've talked about this before. I know now, now that I'm getting ready to ask it, you know, how do we keep ourselves aligned? How do we keep ourselves charged, you know? Right. Well, and just to touch on what you said about things happen, those are like your oil warning lights in your car. You know, when you drive in your car, all of a sudden it says, okay, you need to get some oil. You need to do this. These are indications that you're not in alignment, something's wrong. Uh, and what people do is they uh, they uh, do things to ignore that. That's almost like going, popping the hood and, you know, clipping the cable to that light and keep driving because the, the light is annoying you. When the light is trying to tell you to, you need to get back in alignment. Uh, well, the first thing, and, 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 you know, religion does its part in what it's designed to do in this illusion, but um, oftentimes they don't give the, enough tools. Okay, they give you a lot of, they, the, the, the emphasis is on faith, but there's not a, enough emphasis on spiritual technology. And what I mean by that is this. This is why, you know, psychology, we have to study all these particular things. In our subconscious mind, we have uh, programs running, almost like when you are on your your PC or your computer and you notice the screen start running slow, everything is going slow, and you're like, why is my machine going slow? It might even freeze up or it might even shut down. Oftentimes, when you have a computer that's very old, it has a lot of old programs on it that's still running in the background. And what you need to do is press three buttons all at once. And those computer geeks out there would know, control, alternate, delete. Yeah. You press those three at one time, it pulls up your task manager. The task manager is going to show you all the programs that's running concurrently on your system and the perspective uh, of you know, weight is putting on your CPU or on your, on your whole processor, so slowing it down. And you can systematically shut down programs. You can delete programs, mm-hmm. okay, or you can switch programs. I'm saying all that to say this. All mine is a holographic computer as well, and it has programs that's going concurrently way back from when we were five years old or three years old or two years old. You know, we developed these uh, feelings of inferiority of incompetency, these feelings of uh, inadequacy. All these things are still running. Exactly. So what we need to do is go in and shut those down. Delete them, uh, you know, know, alternate alternate them. That means, you know, change them or control them. Okay. And we all, in case you don't know, the computer is just, what they're doing now is they are reverse engineering the human brain in order to create computers now. Mm-hmm. So a computer is just a reflection of your own brain. Uh, so 
That's what the matrix was all about. But just going into that, how do we get into these programs? Well, the best way is to get deep enough into your subconscious. And there's different levels of brainwave frequency. You have alpha, you have beta, you have theta, you have delta. Delta is the deepest level of relaxation where all your super learning takes takes place, your lucid dreaming, out-of-body experiences, all of these things take place because that's a gateway. If you can get that deep, then you can go in, and this is what the ancients used to do with their gurus and spiritual masters. They would go in and take you through a guided meditation. And in those guided meditations, I have one called the evening, uh, the sleeping serpent evening meditation where I take you behind a waterfall and we go deep down into some caverns. This is all done in the delta state, also known as trance. And you're throwing out trash and throwing out all of this trash in this room and cleaning up this room. This room is symbolic of your subconscious mind. Now, you don't have to be concerned with what's in the bags and all the trash that's down there because your mind will automatically populate all that. It already knows, just like the movie uh, Inception. And you clean all of that up. And you have to do this, I would say, minimum, minimum once a month because we're still picking up. We're still picking up these programs from experiences with coworkers, with our spouse, with our children, with strangers. We're picking up, uh, you know, residue. So that is one way. And, and just to sum that up quick, it's uh, a guided meditation. Meditation and, and um, uh, to take you deep enough so you can uh, clean up some of the, this garbage in our subconscious mind. So that releases extreme... Uh, Tremendous amount of energy I get emails all the time People telling me, man, I'm able to lose weight now Wow, my relationship is working better I'm getting getting along better with my coworkers All because of an evening meditation Why? Because all of these particular hang-ups we have And all of these issues we have It's all affecting all of our relationships That we have Be it home, school, work, you know, friendships so it's, it's very, very powerful. And when you clean up a lot of that foolishness in your relationships, now you have more energy because mm-hmm. things don't get on your nerves as much. You know, you're not getting frustrated as much. You're not getting into these little petty arguments. And when you do it, it rolls off your back because our issues in these programs that are running, it's almost like you have wounds all over your body, very sensitive wounds. So when people touch you on your skin, you're right. very sensitive and you react. But when you can heal that by going into your subconscious mind, now, you know, you have tougher skin. And this is what we originally came to the planet with as children. We came to the planet with this resilience. But we need to get back to that resilience. And the way to do it is part one way is through uh, meditation. So. Okay. So these programs that are running in the background are creating obstacles in our past, in our life, um, and actually, they're really projections of our limited beliefs. So I'm just wondering if you believe that the cells accordingly regenerate to support our limited belief system. I'm sorry. Can you? Ref- I didn't. I didn't catch that. Can you say that one more time? To understand that cells, our body cells, regenerate to support our belief system. Oh yeah, okay. I thought you said self. You're talking about the cells. S e l. Yes, yes. Your cells regenerate uh, every 11 months. So actually, everybody's on no more than a year old, because all your cells completely regenerate in your body, except for of course your uh, your neurons in your brain. Those you have 
you know, forever or whatever. But, you know, yeah. So what happens is on an energetic level, I thought you didn't want to go too deep. <laughs> on an energetic level, uh, your, your uh, DNA um, your DNA responds to frequencies. It responds to light code frequencies uh, coming from you and coming from external to you. Uh, uh, so, and experiments have been done where they, you know, they put certain lights onto DNA and the DNA spontaneously uh, mutated. And we know, like I said earlier, that gamma rays, when they run, when they, if you get hit with some cosmic gamma rays, it will basically you'll get cancer. X rays do it too. This is why they put the uh, lead over you when you get the X rays because it, it can scramble your DNA. Uh, so, yeah, uh, but when you align yourself with positive. Um, light code frequencies, uh, it can heal your DNA, and it can help you to, you know, make certain uh, changes from the intelligent life force that exists externally and internally to us. So all that is just to say you're in tune with the spirit, okay, and it manifests in your body. The same way they say as uh, above, so below, well, that applies to your mind. And in psychology, they simply call it psychosomatic. What affects, you know, your mind can affect your body, and what affects your body can affect your mind. So, yes, it's all linked up. Okay, you're listening to Cis Internet Radio. Our topic tonight is aligning to the frequency of 2012, and our guest is Nazir Ra, author, speaker, visionary, and personal coach. Nazir, I find it interesting that you've gone into the discussion of um, um, getting rid of the um, the trash and the baggage and the negative energy um, to start off 2012. That was one of the things that I have been trying to to. Um, it, it just came to me that I needed to do that. So that I have, what I've been doing is um, just some meditation. I'm not as versed um, in terms of the different levels but I have been doing some, like, deep meditation. And what I have been trying to do was to, what I was calling, get rid of negative ancestral coding, negative ancestral um, um, energy. And um, my question is, would that work even if I wasn't able to get into the deepest level that you mentioned? Because I'm not, you know, sure about how deep I was in terms of the meditation, but I know what my intent was, and right. um, I just find it really amazing that you that you started off the bat talking about that. So, in terms of you know the levels of consciousness when you're trying to do this, um, is it to say you know it, it doesn't work if you don't go to a certain level or you get um, um, not as much of a change, you know? So, how does that work? Well, we go into subtle trances throughout the day. When you are driving or when you're, you know, doing the dishes or whatever you're doing in your day-to-day life and you kind of zone out, mm-hmm. that is a subtle trance right there. Uh, but the deeper you get, the more of an effect it has on your psyche. Uh, so, uh, you know, I don't have like a, a gauge when I'm meditating myself. I don't know if it's actually delta, but... Through my research, I know that there's different levels, and I do know one indication that you're very deep into the delta is that you have a feeling of floating or flying 
or you mm-hmm. find yourself in space. And I always joke around with people. I think that's why they call it Delta Airlines. You oh, know, because, <laughs> yeah, that is your uh, frequency for uh, astral projection and, you know, uh, navigating with your astral body or just basically being, you know, uh, focused on the spirit body or the ka. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, certainly, you know, my research and my experience has always pointed to the fact that the deeper you go in med- meditation or mm-hmm. prayer or whatever it may be or chanting, the deeper you go, the more profound the changes you can make. Mm-hmm. So you're hitting it, you're getting it from the deepest level of root. Right. So, yeah. Well, I will say that um, I have had positive experience, you know, and I do feel like, you know, some something was lifted and some things were uh, in terms of the the meditation and consciously trying to, you know, expel deep negative programming, I have yes. seen and I have felt, um, you know, a difference. Yeah. It's a gradual transformation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, it, I just find it really interesting that, you know, that you brought that up. So I feel good that, one, I was on the right track with that. <laughs> and I Definitely. look forward to getting, um, you know, additional information from you and um, what you were talking about, your program, is that through, um, like, DVDs, CDs, or is that a course that you teach? How how is, are you making that available to people? Right. That is very, very simple, very easy. I have it at, as a CD, and you mm-hmm. can find the CD at nazir.com. Just navigate to online classes, and then you'll see a link for uh, meditation CDs. Mm-hmm. Okay. And at that point, you have an opportunity to download that instantly you know i want i want people to be able to get this stuff immediately you know mm-hmm. so we're living in like i said that's the frequency you put you purchase it i think it's like nine dollars or ten dollars something like that and it's a guided meditation download and the beautiful thing about the guided meditation is that it helps you stay on track and if you mm-hmm. you know know about the guru tradition or the the, ma- the masters of kemet they always had a guide right there with you to yeah, help true. you yeah, a guide, yeah, a spiritual guide, but there's also the physical counterpart of that guide, which is a teacher. Now, we're not always available in the physical here because the, the system has been, you know, obliterated so forth, but it's still here in the spiritual form, whereas we give this information in the form of, you know, guided meditations where you can get it on MP3 or CD. So while you're going through it, it's keeping you on track. It's keeping you through the visualization Um and, you know, the reason why I created it, you know, originally was was just for myself when I was in college and, you know, producing music and, you know, doing all these things with, you know, with my job and all that. So my energy level was just so much in high demand that I needed to find a way. And we all know about the ginkgo. For those who don't know, ginkgo, you know, supercharges the oxygen to your brain. You have uh, guttercola. You have um, ginseng, all of these things. I was taking them so much, it was like annihilated to me. It didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got completely desensitized, and I was spending all this money. So I went to the studio and just created this, the Sleeping Serpent morning meditation, which is the complementary aspect, which gives you tremendous amounts of energy by raising your life force. So, um, so yeah. You know the guided meditation is so is so important, and I have to give us you know a shout out if you will to Ra Anefa Amen and the Osara Set Society. I studied with them uh, for a few years as well, and he really uh, put forth some very powerful um, you know meditations through the uh, Osara Set you know the comedic tradition of um, uh, the different Neteru. So, so I definitely I just want to put that out there. So you talked about meditation. Yeah. 
What are some other means or techniques that you would advise to help people to align their frequency to a higher vibration? Oh, it's a plethora. I have almost like 12. You know, I have a whole home study course where I taught this stuff for about eight hours. Um, Another one is um, recapitulation. And what recapitulation is, it's a way that you can actually go back in time and overwrite different experiences. Say, for example, you and your uh, husband got into an argument, or somebody got into an argument, say, two years ago, and it turned out real bad. It was uh, falling out and so forth. Well, what you can do is you can actually go into um, a certain exercise you can do, and you go back in time and you relive that experience, but you play it out totally different in your mind. You play it out totally different in your mind, and you do that a certain amount of times, and it's a certain way you got to do it. You go, and then what you're basically doing is you're overriding the past. Your mm-hmm. subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between what's imagined and what's real. So when you right. go back and you go into a trance and you basically overwrite that situation, overwrite it, and have it work out harmoniously, now you've created another reality in your mind. So according to the laws of quantum physics and the butterfly effect, that particular um, uh, uh, you know situation has an alternative reality. So now you start to experience the new reality that is associated with what you overwrote in your mind. And okay. so you begin so, to feel the effects in the future of what the new reality would be? Oh, definitely. You start to – I've had situations, people like – Nazir, you know, me and my girl broke up. Now she acting like nothing even happened or, you know, <laughs> it's crazy. It, this stuff works. It works, and it does. Because th- the bottom line is all of this that we're seeing around us is being, is from our mind. Our mind created our total, our entire reality. Right. And, um, yeah, so, so you know, when you go back into your mind and your mind basically constructs reality based on your past, when you start to, you know, reconstruct or, or, or how can I say, um, edit your past, then you be, mm-hmm. then you experience a new future. So that's one right there. Um, there's certain, uh, uh, you know, noble metals that you can take. There's certain things that you can do. Um, and I can't go all, all into it, you know, just like on the phone. But um, mm-hmm. if you would go to hiddenpowerrevealed.com, just like it's spelled, Hidden Power Revealed, it gives you all of the techniques that are discussed in the home study course. So it's very powerful. Can you give us a a definition or um, clarify the term metaphysics? Um, I know sometimes when you start speaking about metaphysics, people sometimes have a negative connotation to it, and you you get different reactions to it. So can you clarify what that term is? Sure. And I have a YouTube clip that got, like, so many hits when I broke that down. Meta simply means underlying or below. Physics simply means physical, the physical world. So when you say metaphysics, you're saying underlying or below or transcending. It also means transcending the physical world. So metaphysics is just a uh, scientific way, if you will. It's not even scientific because science don't acknowledge metaphysics. It's a technical way of saying spirituality. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, you know, no one has ever, you know, there's no scientific proof of spirit per se, but we know that there is something beyond the physical. 
So a more correct term to say would be metaphysical because we don't know. We just know it transcends and it's beyond. So just to say spiritual, you say, what are you talking about? Have you ever? No, no. But I do know something that's beyond the physical, so why don't you say metaphysics? The reason why there's a hang-up is because that's another program. Somebody told you something and yeah. you believed them and because you want to be accepted and, you know, have approval of society or your social group, you follow the flock. So now you your mind bucks certain things because you want to have approval from your group. And that's what children do, you mm-hmm. see. But as because, we mature, you know, if, if we're supposed look, to move past that. Definitely. If, if you start looking into it, you'll see that there's really no negative connotation to it at all when you see different types of explanations. But I, I've seen in different situations where people just instantly have a negative connotation. And you were speaking of scientists. You know, if you look at the science channel, the history channel, you will see now that scientists really are, and, and doctors and, um, again, talking about the availability of energy, they are really right. starting to recognize that there is something beyond the physical. They don't want exactly. to come out and say it. They have exactly. to. I, they yeah. know, and they are recognizing, and, and it really is starting to come to the forefront. Mm-hmm. Really interesting how how they are, you know, okay, yeah, it is, but we're not going to endorse it. We're not going to say that it is. But um, yeah. the information yeah, is out part there, of a and they know. As well. mm-hmm. Yeah, they know, but they just don't want to publicly say, you know, that there is something more to this physical world that we're existing in. Yeah, it's everybody wants to be accepted by their social group. Scientists have their uh, their groups, and they have conventions and so forth. Nobody wants to be the crazy one, you know, religious mm-hmm. people as well. So metaphysics is right there in the middle of religion and science. It's that <laughs> we're not accepted anywhere. <laughs> so, But it is the wave of the future. It is the wave of the future because what's happening is uh, religion is reaching more towards science. They're starting mm-hmm. to, you, if you hear some certain, you know, pastors and stuff, they're using information. They say, well, even science says this and this. Even science says this, and they're using that to back up their claims for what their religion teaches. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you have people on the scientific level. We're seeing that quantum entanglement is the reason why we all feel this connectedness. That's the same thing that they teach in, you know, the Bible or mm-hmm. the Quran. Or, and so they're both reaching over to one another. And they're reaching over by the ladder of metaphysics. Okay, yeah. so it's all going to merge into a, a science. And this was what it originally was in its inception before it became religion. It was a spiritual science of transformation. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that gets me all into this whole idea of religion. I'm doing the hidden metaphysics of Christ and the apocalypse on uh, January 21st and 22nd down here in Atlanta. Uh, and I'm going into all of this particular information. Um, and, and for those, you know, who are still, you know, you know, learning and exploring and, you know, listening with an open mind, I am in no way coming to destroy Christianity or religion. Everything, in my opinion, serves its purpose. I am here just to tell you what happened and to expose to you how it's been misused mm-hmm. uh, and became a tool of oppression, colonization, and mental slavery right. when we go into all of that. And then I'm going to go deeper into some metaphysics stuff, and then I'm going to give a whole lot of tools 
and techniques because I believe that, you know, at the end of the day, after you read a book, after you go to a class or a seminar or listen to a CD, if that person didn't give you anything that you can apply in your life, then did you waste your time? Was it entertainment? You know, so right. I, you know, since me, myself, I don't have a lot of time to just read stuff. You know, I'm a father, you know, I have a family, I have a lot going on in my life. I don't have time for just fluff, you know, and, and just information that's just going to prep up my ego. Because I've learned that a lot of people, they want to hear stuff that's going to inflate their ego, but that's not necessarily what you need to hear to take yourself to the next level. So, um, and I can go on my whole soapbox with that. I'll just stop right there. Well, but. we definitely <laughs> agree with that because that's the, one of the premises and the basis of our um, radio show. When e- right. every show, we make sure that listeners, our audience and our listeners, take something that they can apply in their life right now. Mm. And so yeah. um, we definitely understand where you're coming from with that. Yeah, we call it infusing harmony into everyday living. That's right. We have several callers in on the line. If you have a question, please raise your hand and we'd be happy to take questions from you for Nazir. Yes, and we invite our um audience who's in the chat room to do the same. If you'd like to, us to ask a question, please just type it and we will refer it and relay it to Nazir. In the meantime, would you like to give us some, some additional information about events that you have coming up, uh, what's going on with your organization and your business? Sure. Um, just to backtrack just one step, I did a, a boot camp. I did three boot camps here in Atlanta called um, the Ultimate, Metaph- Ultimate Metaphysics Boot Camp. And basically I said what I was going to do is I'm going to pour out everything I know, all of the sciences, all this stuff, and I'm going to condense it into an eight-hour boot camp. <laughs> Why did I do do that? I did that, and I basically people were walking out with headaches. People, It, it blew their mind. You know, overload. I had a, a course manual. Yeah, it was overload, but people came back like two times, and then I did a cruise too. We did a cruise, and some of the people kept coming back because, and listen, Nazir was so much information, and the people were talking. They said, you don't really get it till you come the second time. So, you know, the feedback came back, and it was, uh, you know, expressed to me that I need to slow down and take it back. So I'm rewinding it way back. I'm taking it back to the Christianity. A lot of us have our roots in Christianity. And, um, you know, a lot of people, you know, still have their grandma saying, baby, you ain't going to church today? Or, <laughs> or you know, did you uh, do this? Or what is that you're reading there? And, and people just don't have the foundation in order to uh, not destroy, you know, or should I say not to um, challenge them, but to bring them up as well. It's mm-hmm. not about necessarily knocking people down anymore. It's about, listen, this is the facts of what happened. This is what's taken out. Did you ever wonder why there's no female angels? Did you ever wonder why there's a father, a son, and then a ghost? Shouldn't it be a father, a mother, and you know, that, that type of thing where the feminine aspect was removed? Uh, you know, did you know that it was revised three times, all of this particular? So all of this is just giving people, you know, I don't want to say, I want to say tools to be able to know their foundation. And when you really get to the essence of this Christianity, you will realize that it comes from the uh, Greek word Christos and that the Greeks were studying this information from the uh, Chemites or the ancient Egyptians who called it the Ka. And all the Ka was the spirit. It's a certain aspect of the spirit. And they believe that in 
we have several vehicles, several spirits that navigate different planes of existence. And the Ka was the navigator to take you to the next level to give you access to the entire spirit world. And this was a, a science of transformation. The Greeks took it. It became Christos. Uh, and the Romans, of course, after that, and, it, and they just basically concocted a character that we call Jesus from the word Zeus and Jah, Jah Zeus. They put it together, incorporated some of the pagans, uh, you know, practices as well so they can get those people to buy in, and they had a state religion, okay? And if any, and it came to a point at the Council of Nicaea in 1611 that if you did not follow the canonized Bible of what we say it's going to be, then we're going to drag you and your books in the street and burn you both. So they killed people, massacred thousands of Gnostics and people who knew and understood that the Christ is not something that you worship. It's something that you are to become. It's something that's in you. It is your destiny. But when you start getting into worshiping and groveling and, oh, you know, this person is this, this person, you forget the point that, no, you're supposed to be identifying with it so you can manifest that within yourself. So that is the, that is what um, I'm bringing to the table at this point, and that is part of my purpose of being here um, and, and um, you know sharing this information, Under, people, helping people understand that we are to become this Christ, not wait, you know, twiddling our thumbs waiting for somebody to come out the sky. That is a fantasy. So as you are becoming that Christ, you're gradually transforming your beliefs, and you're vibrating higher and higher. So. You know, what happens when you get to the point that you're vibrating so fast, you become less dense, and what happens then? (laughs) Well, you know, they say that the universe is eternal and that, you know, you know, seek knowledge from the cradle to the grave. Well, we know that the grave is just a gateway to another life. Uh, Who's to say that once we we enter in a certain frequency of graduation, Who's to say it's not another Christ level to attain after that? Right. You see what I'm saying? Who's to mm-hmm. say it stops? I mean, if we just think about ever expanding. I'm sorry. I don't really believe it stops. It's ever expanding. Right. Constant elevation. That's mm-hmm. what expansion is. Constant mm-hmm. elevation. So we constantly elevate. We constantly grow. We constantly expand. Um, you know, and and it's just mind-boggling, but you know, uh, I'm just trying to get past this gateway right here first. <laughs> so, yeah. Just thought I'd throw that out there as a thought. <laughs> Y'all asking some deep questions tonight, boy. <laughs> Can you um, make a brother with work? our listeners how to contact you once again? Your web uh, um, web address, if there's email, phone, how people can get in contact with you. Sure. Um, the main website is uh, Hidden Power University, um, Hidden Power University, all one word, just as it's spelled, um, and that one will give you all the live events. Uh, then you have Hidden Power Revealed, which is your home study courses. Right now we have the Ultimate Metaphysics um, home study course where it's almost like if you really want to learn, like, everything, <laughs> you know, going, like, 200 miles per hour, that is the course to invest in. And we have a bookstore, which is simply Nazir.com, and that's spelled N-A-A-Z-I-R.com. And, there's a, you know, I have a documentary that we did based on my first book, The Hidden Self. I have Bobby Hemet on there, Rudra Zerabond, and myself. Um, 
a metaphysics professor, so it's a lot of us. We came together and made a document, documentary based on The Secret. I'm not sure how many people saw the movie The Secret, but we took that whole format and, and did a documentary based on the questions that people are asking me around the world about the hidden self. So that's on there. Um, meditation CDs, MP3 downloads, uh, just, a, just a plethora of information and, and things to take you to, to the next level. Um, those are the main websites. I also have the Zionbook.com, and that's just a website that focuses on my latest book, The Access Codes to Zion. And I have a website, thehiddenself.com. But you can just link everything up right from uh, Hidden Power University. Okay. You Thank you. From there. So Another question Anna, that um, I'd like to pose to you is in terms of nutrition. How does nutrition play a role in, in, in your energy, aligning your energy? Nutrition is very important when you're dealing with the physical body and the spiritual counterpart. Um, I go a lot into superfoods, okay? A lot of people take herbs, but you need the superfoods to support those herbs. So, um I go into a lot of that, a lot of that, a lot of the super green foods, uh, chlorella, spirulina. Uh, we do that here, um, and of course your herbs when needed. Certain herbs are for certain times when you need that super energy. Uh, mm-hmm. So we go into that, but yeah, that's very important. I wouldn't. Some people take it and make it a religion, though, and mm-hmm. I think that's a pitfall. You know, they get so caught up in what they eat, but my, meanwhile their energy is jacked up. You know, they they you know they maybe, you know, sarcastic, they may snap at people, they rarely have anything sweet to say, things of that nature. Um, and, and basically that just speaks to when uh, the masters say it's not what goes in the mouth that defiles the soul, but what comes out. So mm. I'm really big in how you, how, you know, your energy state. I have mm-hmm. a story that I always tell people. Um, I was in college and I was dating a, a yoga uh, instructor at the time. And she was, like, total, complete vegan raw, you know. And I was still, you know, teetering on a little chicken and fish and things of that nature. And she was just, like, one time she came over and just threw out everything out of my cabinet. Like, I'm buying you all new this. I was like, whatever, just make sure we replace that stuff, you know what I'm saying? So we were coming home from the movies, and she said, well, what did you have for lunch today? And I was like, man. I said, I had a fish sandwich. And she just got so upset about that. She's like, you ate a fish? I said, I hope it was a fish. And she was just so angry about it. <laughs> so I said, um, I said, you know, I ate that fish about three hours ago. You might as well eat, be eating a pork chop right now because of your energy state. Yeah. So yeah. you can eat the good foods, but if you are in a bad energy state, you're still injecting poison in your body just the same. There's people that eat all types of crap and stay happy. I mean, who, who's the judge which one is worse? So yeah, yes, I put a, yeah, I put an emphasis on food, but, like, again, sometimes it, comes, it becomes a religion. People start thinking they're better than other people, turning their nose up at them and so forth, not understanding that your very judgmental attitude and you turning your nose up and thinking you're better than them just took your vibration down maybe even more than the food. Because wow. energy can transform matter. That's right. I was going to say that if you're really vibing at a high level with positive energy, you could eat something um, that would could normally have a negative effect, but because you're vibing at such a high level, it won't affect you in that manner. I mean, there exactly. are stories of there are gurus who've eaten poison and nothing's happened at all. So 
Mm, exactly. I just had some now, ladies and nerds. You remember the candy nerds? <laughs> That's my favorite candy. I eat that every time I do a, a you know, a interview or a lecture because it takes me back to my childhood and it takes me back to a, a opening so I can download information. So, you know, sometimes you eat things just for the energy it elicits. I remember Bobby Hemmett said one time, um, you know, he was sick or something like that, and, you know, Spirit told him to eat some um, some um, franks and, and pork and beans. Mm-hmm. And when he ate it, it actually healed him because mm-hmm. one of the a spirit, back when he was a child, when he had a nurturing energy from his mom, when mm-hmm. he ate that, it linked him back to that time frequency and opened up an energy of healing. Not because yeah. of what's in it, but because of all that memories and the energy associated with it, it took him back. Yeah, because so, of the yeah, emotion. And you know, when you were that. little, beans and frankfurters, you know, hey. That's why they say a way to a brother's heart is through the stomach. You cook that, fry that chicken right, it's on. Yeah, you know? try to get the recipe. <laughs> so you meant going back into your childhood and allowing that opening. So is it the opening because the childhood is more pure energy, or is it um, just the thought of emotion that you were just talking about? It's both. Um, the childhood energy is a pure energy, and that is the state that we were in when we felt like we can do anything. Right. This is when we were optimistic. This is when we just wondered, man, I think Santa Claus really does exist. You know, <laughs> even though everybody said no, you still believe, because that's the innocence of a child. You know, when everybody says, you know, I remember one time it almost brought me to tears at a lecture I did. Um, you know, I was, you know, uh, lecturing about 2012, and I went into the whole catastrophe uh, aspect of it. And I remember my son, and we were talking about it too. My son said, but maybe there's a way that we can heal the earth, and maybe mm-hmm. it's a way we could do this, maybe it's a way we could do that. See, children are always, because they got to live here. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, maybe we could fix this. <laughs> so he was just saying this, and, you know, it's just that innocence that maybe it can work. Yeah, we could do it. But, see, as we get beaten down by life in these programs and by parents and by the education system, by religion, we become adults. We become so pessimistic. You know, yeah. we become pessimistic. So when we put a, a gobstopper in our mouth or a nylate in our mouth, if we are in the right frequency and knowing what we're doing, we can, come, we can open up an energy of the child. And they say you can only enter the kingdom by the child. So this is some powerful stuff. We, you know, And that's my next book. I'm going into Divine Innocence, um, Children of a New Dawn, How to Tap into Divine Innocence. And I think I'm going to stop writing after that because that, that's, that's, it's a done deal after that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's done after that. So, so definitely... You know, eat some candy sometime. <laughs> so you have plans to continue teaching to further your university. Can you tell us what's in store for Nazira in the future? Sure. Um, I really see me, um, you know, just going down the line, uh, doing a lot of lecturing around the country and possibly around the world. I have a large following in um, London, a lot of people from London and um Switzerland and so forth. Um, I'm going to do the Kabbalah coming probably in 2013 and go into some Yoruba stuff and just really touch on everything, leaving no stone unturned, Uh, you know, just breaking things down and and just raising people's consciousness and the consciousness of of this world. Um, And and just to say this is that that forgiveness is going to be very important for 2012. 
Mm. A lot of people are holding on to energies, and especially our people are holding on to slavery. We're holding on to these things. We're holding on to oppression. We're holding on to, you know, you know, we say we're not religious, but we we quick to say somebody's the devil, mm-hmm. you know. So not understanding that everything external is a reflection of something inside of you. So mm-hmm. you are the devil because you just recognized it. Um, so, yeah, we, we just have to let all of these things go and try to invest in, in tools and, and, and our time and our resources so that we can remove these things because it's going to hold us back. You can't leave something until you love it. And I think that's going to be my quote for the night. I read in your um, email that I should have a quote. Now, so we can make a quote now. <laughs> we can have Say one what? more. It could be one of your very own. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. We well, appreciate it. I'll try. Um, Appreciate you doing that, you know, like you said, spreading the the information and trying to help um help us you know help everyone raise their consciousness mm-hmm. and I uh, wholeheartedly agree with the letting go and um letting go of of past hurts, learning how to forgive, and um really getting rid of distractions that's something that came yes. to me ago. Um, I was sitting up here looking at a reality show, and I was all in these people's business, and I was like, this has nothing to do with me. I have more constructive things to be doing, and that's what we do. We get all caught up in all types of distractions instead of being about the business of, you know, raising our energy, helping others and doing things like that. So getting rid of the distractions is another thing that we need to really concentrate on, too. And the truth of it is that that has nothing to do with reality. All of that yes. do with illusion and keeping you trapped in illusion. Mm-hmm. Keeping right. you distracted from what you really need to be doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... As we close out this show, Nazir, would you please give us your contact information one more time? Sure. Uh, you can reach me at Hidden Power University, Hidden Power University, just as it's spelled, .com, www.hiddenpoweruniversity.com. And from that website, you can access the bookstore. You can access the uh, online classes. You can also access the uh, uh, MP3, MP3 downloads. Um and has my bio on there all about me if you want to read up on me and so forth. Uh, you can also reach me on nazir.com, N-A-A-Z-I-R.com, and that has links to my Facebook page. I have uh, three Facebook pages. You can befriend me on there. Also, uh, YouTube, I have a YouTube channel, so all linked up from those websites. Okay, great. So you're listening to Sis Internet Radio. You can contact Sisters in Spirit at the letter N N Spirit at Sisters dash N dash Spirit dot net. You can see us on Facebook at Facebook dot com forward slash Sis dash N dash Spirit. And you can also find us on the web at fluidmagazine.com. dot com. So Nazi, as you said, we end the show with a quote. And, uh, Sky, do you have a quote for us tonight? Yes, actually I have two. And, again, I want to um, thank you, Nazir, for spending the evening with us and uh, sharing your knowledge with us this evening. I'm sure our audience uh, really learned something and, um, you know, we're – something that's tangible and something that we can use right away, and I'm sure people will be um, looking to get additional information from you as well, additional learning and additional teaching. Okay, so the first quote I have is, it gives me deep comforting sense, it gives me a deep comforting sense that things 
seen are temporal and things unseen are eternal. And that's from Helen Keller. And the second one is the visible world is the invisible organization of energy. And that's from a physicist, Heinz Pagel. Nadia, would you like to add a closing comment or quote? Uh, as a comment, I'd like to thank both of you for allowing me to be on your show. Hopefully, maybe we can do it again. I really appreciate it. Um, <clears throat> and I still have to go back to that quote, um, you cannot leave something until you love it, because I feel that there's a lot of people out there that need to hear that. There's people that may be wanting to move forward in a relationship, but they may not know and understand that their ex or hurt is still uh, hindering them deep in their spirit. So we have to release, we have to let go, and we have to find healing and forgiveness in 2012 because, uh, you know, guilt as well, because there's people that we may have hurt that we need to release that guilt from because uh, unforgiveness and guilt is a frequency lockdown. Mm. Thank you for that. I have a quote also. It's, be be inattentive and mind is an irritant with dreams that disturb reality. Why look for trouble and distress when awareness is so free? So, family, this year, be attentive. Love and light await you. Awesome. (laughs) Thank you all for listening tonight. We've enjoyed the show, Nazir. Thank you so much for joining us, and we do look forward to having you back on. There is so much to discuss and share. Yes, yes. We just hit the tip of the iceberg. Good night, all, and until the next time, remember to infuse harmony into your everyday living. Good night. Good night. You've been listening to This Internet Radio. Until the next time, enjoy the fluid flow of life by remembering to infuse harmony into your everyday living.